I've failed at this twice now and um, it feels terrible and and all of my demons come out and I stick my head in the ground and think about you know all the things I've done wrong this is also by the way a very typical female thing to do first is to run through the, the tape of all the things that you've done wrong <laughs> rather than acknowledging what you've done right or or perhaps the things that weren't in your control and it feels bad Welcome to the Leadership Junkies podcast brought to you by Carnivera, the leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. We're also excited that we're now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. We're so excited to be part of this group with so many fantastic podcasts and hosts, and we're excited for the opportunity to expand our reach and our message and our impact through Evergreen. Today, we're thrilled to have Kate Bradley Chernus with us. She is the founder and CEO of Lately. It's an AI platform that helps you learn your brand voice and literally turns blogs, videos, text, and podcasts into dozens, if not hundreds of social posts. In short, Lately helps you amplify your message, your brand, your sales and marketing, and your results. Kate is here to share her fascinating journey from spending a lot of time in radio at the highest level and now shifted over to a female in technology working in AI. She's going to talk about the platform and how AI can amplify your business. We're going to talk about some deeper messages, though, in leadership and business, the role of magic in your sales, marketing, business, and life. We're going to talk about the importance of continuing to have a childlike sense of wonder, both in your leadership and in your life. Kate's going to share a lot of her life journey and some of the many challenges she has faced as a female entrepreneur both in living in what's largely a men's world, but also dealing with her own self-doubt and self-insecurities that pop up from time to time. Kate's also going to wrap up with this incredible bit of wisdom about the importance of listening to your gut. Welcome to the Leadership Junkies podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. We are so excited to be back here today. I'm particularly excited because I really thought I had met Kate before. <laughs> and we actually have never met, but I have heard about her. I've talked about her. I have other people talk about her to me. So I feel like we had met already. So we're excited oh, to have Kate. Oh, this is, this is that Kate. Oh, this is this Kate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, yeah, don't, well, don't tell her everything I said. <laughs> So, so we have Kate Bradley Chernus with us. She is the founder and CEO of a company called Lately. You're going to hear a lot about it. I became very familiar with it this summer. And Lately uses AI to learn your brand voice and turn blogs, videos, and podcasts into dozens, if not hundreds, of social posts. Hmm. She's a former marketing agency owner. She initially created the idea for Lately out of spreadsheets for one of her clients then, a small company called Walmart. And and got them a 130% ROI year over year for three years. Astounding wow. numbers. Now, prior to founding Lately, she served 20 million listeners as music director and on-air host at Sirius XM. 
She's an award-winning radio producer, engineer, voice talent, 25 years of national broadcast communications, brand building, sales, and marketing expertise. And most important, she is cool. So <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I have to Welcome. Try to be a badass. Awesome. Raise the bar. Raise the Thank bar. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Jeff, for that kind intro. It's really a pleasure to, to be with you both. So, Kate, uh, I gave a little bit of the, the words of your background, but give <laughs> the listeners a little bit of the story of where you come from. Oh, boy. It's, I never know where to start because <laughs> there's so many good places, but the, the rock and roll beat DJ bit is a good one. Um, Right. So, so broadcasting to 20 million listeners a day for XM. And I'd been in radio for about a dozen years up and down the Eastern seaboard before I went to XM um, in a little format called AAA, which means adult album alternative. And this all bleeds into, you know, this life now, but I'll talk about it for a second because I love the theater of the mind, <laughs> right? This is why I love doing these shows mm -hmm. also. I mean, I'm, I've, I love the voice. Voice to me is notes like music. Right? So <laughs> yes. <laughs> most people's. <laughs> yeah, most people's, right. Brand director, not so much. <laughs> but that there's a cadence. There's um, a rhythm. There's the silence. There's the space. There's the volume. And there's the, the draw, right? There's something about similar with reading and writing, which is also why I like writing. But because there's that that third component is the is the listener or the reader, the onus is on them to do some of the work to make the magic happen. And mm -hmm. that's a mystery, right? You don't get to fill in the blanks. So mm -hmm. as the host or the author, it's a little cow, cow cowboy, cowgirl, right? You're you can't <laughs> predict totally how they're gonna be, but yet you get to steer it, right? You guys do this every day. Yeah. Well, I, that's actually one of the reasons I love audiobooks, especially with a really good narrator. It just makes makes a book come alive. It's true, and I'm sure you, if you've ever been to a reading and you're an author reads and they're terrible <laughs> at it, there's a reason why they they hire actors to do it, <laughs> right? Because you're always right. disappointed because <laughs> um, it doesn't sound like it sounds in, in your head. Um, right. But the reason you know I wanted to just press on the music career for a little bit is because the neuroscience of the way we listen to music actually fuels the baseline of the artificial intelligence at Lely. Hmm. Wow. So let's, let's connect the dots a little more for everybody, Kate. You, you spend a big chunk of your life, professional life in radio and production and, and voices, all these things. And now you're in the midst of, um, it's still a startup yep. with Lately. So first of all, let's talk about what Lately is. Talk about what Lately is, then we'll get to the whole startup elements of it. Yeah, sure. So I'll give you big, big picture, like in investor vision, and then I'll you know, be more practical. But um, the vision of Lately is to not only write for you, but write a better you, right? Hmm. So writing is our focus. That's the typically the key piece for sales, marketing, any person um, hates writing. It's really not something that people are really good at. They shy away, fear the blank page, guessing what mm. to say, you know? And it turns out that writing is the baseline of all of our communication. Video is nice, but in the end, you have to promote it with some text, <laughs> right? Good point. Um, and so lately studies your brand voice by connecting to your social channels. You give it access to any social channels 
you like and as many as you want, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. And we look at a year's worth of content and we update that year every day. So it's constantly learning. Hmm. And we're studying the words, the keywords, the key phrases, the sentence structures that literally built the social post that got you the highest engagement. Hmm. And we're using that as a writing model. And so when you feed us content so that the brain can learn your voice like a video, um, like an audio podcast or something, um, it could be a webinar, uh, a lecture, it could be an interview with a CEO. It could also be any kind of blog, website page, or chapters of a book, any kind of text whatsoever. You feed that content to the brain, the brain applies the writing model, it's looking through all the key phrases and words and sentence structures, and it's trying to pull out what it already knows is going to get you the... Um, highest engagement, the most shares, the clicks and comments. And it recommends, um, in, in this case now, as it lives now, social posts based on what it learns will work for you. Interesting. So when you call it the brain, is that your official term for it? Do you call it something else? I have another friend, he, he calls his Ray, you know, there's an acronym for it, you know. And so, you know, is, does brain stand for something or, or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so, which no one has ever, ever asked. So, so technically, the brain is about eighty-two percent ours, our brain, but we okay. also integrate with um, Google's OpenAI, GPT three, Meaning Cloud, and Watson. Okay. Um, so the brain is, you know, multifaceted, <laughs> which gotcha. is good. But so it's multiple brains. <laughs> multiple brains. But so, so I was also a fiction writing major in college. Wow. Raise your hand, English majors. Remember, they thought we were worthless. <laughs> Look who's laughing now. Yeah, right. right. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so how Lately Learns first is from me. So all those social posts that, that get published on my personal brand channels, I write. And I'm good at that. And so Lately stud Studies Me is the first line of best practice. Then I created a series of writing rules that I I give a course on, but I taught my entire staff to do those same writing rules. And so then lately studies what they do and mm -hmm. my marketing team applies it to anything we run through the AI. So mm -hmm. like today with you and Jeff, I'm not doing this just to be nice. I'm going to ask you for the file. I'm going to run it through the AI and use mm -hmm. it for lead gen because I have a 98% sales conversion. Let me say that again. 98%. <laughs> Sales wow. <laughs> using only lately for all lead gen. We don't do any paid ads or cold calls or cold emails, right? So wow. then we teach all of our customers these same tactics. So there's multiple layers that the AI is actually, that, that brain, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a complicated brain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. So, so Kate, you talk, let's go a little bit more micro. I have some familiarity with lately. So you're talking about what the brain does and how it, it takes your brand and helps you um, amplify your brand and target your brand. But from a practical level, talk about just what it actually does for someone. If they're going to upload it, you just said it creates social media posts, but go into a little more detail about what's the output of lately. Sure. So literally you upload um, this interview and it instantly transcribes the whole thing and it reads the text and it looks for the best one-liners that you, me, or Craig have said today. Hmm. And it matches the video clips of those liners together with the text version. And it pulls them into probably a hundred social posts it would get out of this. Wow. 
and they're drafts, so you can edit them. And mm -hmm. in fact, we want you to because the, the AI, it's only a robot. It needs right. the human, you know, because people have this weird, they think that AI is magic. It ain't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never say ain't. I don't know why I said that, but it's not. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to a Southerner. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's right. Yeah. Um, did I answer the whole question, Jeff? I can't you did, remember. Yeah. I, mean, okay, that, cool. <laughs> I, I wanted to get that out there because as Craig's reaction was similar to mine, it's like, wow, this is, it's, it's ready to go. And um, so it's, it's an incredible tool Thanks. and people need to take a look at it, uh, use it, implement it. You've heard her talking about conversion rates. But I want to talk about what's behind the story. Hmm. And let, in fact, let's start with, um, I, I got to ask this question now. You said during your introduction, you referenced making the magic happen. And I love the word magic. I think so. we, we need more magic. In fact, there's more magic everywhere. <laughs> People just don't see it. But yes. my question is, Kate, do you think that we make the magic or we let the magic happen? Huh. So I love that your focus is here because I, I believe in magic. I'm fascinated by Houdini specifically, mm -hmm. and I've done a lot of reading there. And I reread the entire Harry Potter series every summer. Me? Yeah, every winter for me. <laughs> Starts November. Yeah, right. And um, oh, you're going to make me cry a little bit, actually. <laughs> so I love... I love the je ne sais quoi. I love the things we can't explain. And all, all humans encompass that, right? I mean, that's what makes us specifically mm -hmm. humans. It's to err is the human, but to be, to be magical is really the human. You know, only, only I can reach through this screen and make you feel, Jeff, as though we've met before. Right? Yeah. What is exciting to me about artificial intelligence is that the AI's job is to get you three quarters or more of the way there, right? AI on its own is, it's cold. It is, you know, just, just numbers, really. Sorry, math majors. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more, a, so there's artificial intelligence, then there's assistive intelligence. And so you're really talking about it's more assistive. Yeah. So there's, um, so in the industry, I've been told it's called, I only know enough to be dangerous here, but um, pseudo, pseudo, artif pseudo artificial intelligence. And then the other one would be, uh, I guess, authentic, it's called. Um, so that's pseudo really relies on the human the whole way. Mm -hmm. The authentic actually starts to learn on its own. Um, and so lately has been in both phases, by the way, because um, mm -hmm. you have to start somewhere. Right. Right. But to, f to finish that thought, it's the addition of the human that fills in that, that piece. Mm -hmm. um, and especially with sales and marketing, because marketing is a black box of mystery. It is. <laughs> you can science it to death. And I laugh at those people because like, it's just, it, it always is more art than science. It always will be. Wait, right? you got to test your ads? <laughs> yeah, you can test all day long, but there, you always can't explain it because right. the residual of someone could hear me a year later on this show and I can't trace it, yeah. you know? Um, but anyways, it's the same magic, Jeff, that goes into the radio, into, into, so I always felt like it's my job as the host to make you feel as a listener that 
that you have the mic too. You have a voice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to do that, the, what the magic is there, you, I can affect it, right? I can create it. Um, I still do have to rely on you. There's some role that you have to play. Like that's the true, that is the true magic, right? Um, but, but in order for me to do that, I have to pull back the black curtain and let you into the green room, right? Okay. And, and the green room is never <laughs> as nice as anybody thinks. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit but, of spaghetti going on. <laughs> yeah, but so the but the magic, um, it feeds off that. It feeds off that desire to want to know what it's like back there, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where, this is a little bit aside from magic, but this is where the cunning comes in, right? As a leader, you got to know to leverage that, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Well, I, I'm glad that, I mean, I, I figured there was more under the covers of this whole conversation <laughs> about magic. I had a feeling it wasn't just term you threw in there because what I've found is people who really believe in magic talk about magic and the people who don't, don't. Do you? Good Do point. you believe in it? Oh my God, yes. And it <laughs> happens all day. But see, I started to say, we don't have enough magic. Well, it's all around us. It's all around me. It's happened. I've had magic happen today. And the thing is, people are often looking for this life-changing magic moment right but life is all about these tiny little bits of magic sparks which is why i kind of like if you think about disney um and who did the well on tinkerbell tinkerbell with the fairy dust right right the fairy dust created this trans huge transformation but it was little tiny pieces of fairy dust and it really wasn't about the dust at all it was what <laughs> people were willing to believe about the dust Right. And this, so like, I'm just constantly, I just go through the world. I think most days, like a four-year-old. So it's I interesting magic all day long because kids are always seeing the magic. It's adults that lost their abilities. This is it. This is about Peter Pan. We've got to go back. I think that's the title here. The, back to Peter Pan. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because journey to Neverland. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, it's like I'm I'm grateful all the time, like everything that I see, but I don't I haven't really tied that back to oh, that's magic, but it is. It's magical. I mean, there's yeah, so we much, were, so much to be grateful for. We talked about the in the beginning. I was telling you how someone had asked me about what makes a fan, or you know, what makes oh, yeah. an evangelist, and it's. It's the ability to make other people feel the spark coming Mm. out of that wand, right? That's the thing, you know? And I remember going to South by Southwest back in the beginning when Interactive had just started. You could actually bounce around. You know, you didn't have to spend an hour anywhere because you couldn't get across town, (laughs) (laughs) right? And, you know, the reason that I saw Gary V year one and year two there and really loved doing it is because I walked out of that room and I felt like I fucking do anything. Can I say something? Right. You know, and um, that's that's, by the way, why the other reason I do these shows is because. um, You know, on the gratitude note, it's. The karma has been so good to me, I got to pay it back. Right. Yeah. And so if I can light a spark in that sounds so cliche and and cheesy, (laughs) you know, whatever. But if I can do that for one person right now. Thank God. Right. Right. Well, it makes me think about goosebumps too. I think <laughs> people walk around and think, you know, I have goosebumps all the time. 
and not because I'm cold, because something cool really happened and other people have them. And I love it when they share it with me because I can go, oh, that's awesome. Because Goosebumps, that's the four-year-old in me. Because yeah. Goosebumps yeah. are like, oh my God, look what happened. What was going on there? And I don't need to understand it. I can just enjoy that moment of that magic. So, you know, I, th- I think so many talking about AI, but we're really talking about magic. Yeah. And magic happens in the business world all the time. It seems like magic, but in many ways, it's not. You know what I mean? There are mm-hmm. more more opportunities for us to create magic than we than we probably give ourselves credit for. And I think just to know when it's happening, that's that's the key in the business world, right? Like I call it catalysts. So for me, mm. always, usually somewhere something comes along and sees something that I didn't see or I did see, but I, I wasn't, I didn't have the right perception or mm-hmm. there, I always have an aha and I'm like, oh my God, it's right in front of me. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, that's the feeling that I get. Um, I just wanted to say, Jeff, I really want to go on a roller coaster with you. we can all go (laughs) yeah i think it'll be fun nine is my magical age because i feel like nine i I always there's a personal reason but but i feel like nine is when you're just old enough to really have a pretty pretty cognizant conversation you know interesting Um, but you're still below puberty you're below that innocence um my um my three cousins died when i was nine actually and they were i think eight eight ten and 12 maybe something mm. was right around there and so i really do perceive it as like the the time before the innocence you know um, wow yeah yeah sorry to take us down that no, path. No, that's third grade <laughs> yeah yeah it was no, pretty i had never thought about the age the reason i think four hit me is as i'm just replaying it it feels like the most naturally curious age where you, I've got, you know, at four years old, your curiosity is off the charts. You've got an ability to communicate enough to ask the questions that end up annoying the people around you because they want why, why, curious, why? right? Because when you're <laughs> nine, I don't, I, I think a lot of the curiosity has been cultured You know consequences. Yeah. Right. You know, You've learned right. to not, not ask too many questions already. So I think that's why four hit me. That's I did a talk recently, just a mini talk, and I said, you should embrace your non-obnoxious four-year-old as a leader. <laughs> Why not your obnoxious four-year-old? four-year-old realizes I can piss everybody off by asking questions, but don't be that one, but just keep yeah, saying yeah. why and why. And I wonder if, what if we did this? You know, I think really? that's just that four-year-old mindset that's beautiful in leadership and life and everything. Mm. And it's yeah. contagious, by the way. So once oh, you totally. start doing it, other people cotton on and then they're willing to go with you. You just have to give yeah. them that permission. You know. Got to get them past their ego. Wow, right. I love that. Yeah, well, I, think, I was thinking this morning. I was talking to a coaching client, and he told a story that we didn't use the word magic, but it was magic. <laughs> we we're talking about business development, and he said, "Yeah, Jeff, I always start off and say, give me a win, a little win.' You're always having <laughs> it's not all big wins. What's the little win?" He said, "Well, I reached out to an old high school friend of mine. We got together. He lives another city away, and at the last minute, we were near a job site." It's a construction company. And I said, let me go show you the job site and show us what we, I'll show you what we do. And while they're there, they happen to be laying flooring. <laughs> they happen to be laying flooring. And his buddy goes, what are they doing? He goes, well, they're laying flooring. And, and, and my guy says, yeah, man, it's a tough part for a job because we often struggle to find enough people that do flooring. <laughs> but he goes, I know a guy in that industry. He does large scale flooring. I'll introduce you. And I said to him, I said, would that have happened? 
if you hadn't right. gone to the job site. Says, no way. The only reason it happened is because we were at the job site and they were putting down flooring. Yeah. Now that to me is magic. <laughs> magic. Yes, I think. He followed his instinct, took him there, and there was some, some magic that happened. I'm thinking, you know, kismet, synchronicity, like we just were. I, so I've, the other book that I reread, there's a lot of books I reread often because I'm, I, I guess I'm old and I want to take less <laughs> risks. Um, but I, I love reading. I, I'm a huge police fan. My my first marketing agency was called Outlandos Demore. I, I stole uh, Outlandos Media. Sorry, I stole stole it from Outlandos Demore, which means outlaw of love. And I like the outlaw part because, hey, rule breaker. Um, <laughs> and so I have reread One Train Later, Andy Summers' um, autobiography a few times. and. It's so, cause I think Sting is an asshole. So I'm not really a big fan of his <laughs> and I married a short guitar player. So obviously I have a thing for them, um, but it's so fascinating. Like, again, you know, he, that for him, so the, the train, the one train later, right. Was, is if I had caught one train later, the opportunity would have evaporated. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So he happened to be there. There was a, he had met, the, he'd met Sting and, and, um, Stewart, and there was some debate about whether or not they could be in the band and shove Henry out, the other guitar player. And it wasn't really going to happen. And then he happened to be on a train and he gets off and he sees that Stewart got off at the same train. <laughs> right. So then they had a gel. That's awesome. That was it, one of my first concerts ever was the police. Oh, awesome. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Jealous. So, I saw them on the, the other. I don't know if you can find this now to your point mm -hmm. about the train. There was a, a Broadway show that was then touring, but it's no longer touring. It's called If Then. And hmm. it's about that concept. Like, what if I chose a different decision down to the micro of what if instead of going to this party this night, I went to this party? And they show the play shows it all happening. It took forever oh. to figure out what was actually happening. It was replaying the different scenarios. And the point was, it hmm. wasn't about, um, sort of being at the whim of the world, it was that the choices we make change things. Yeah. And we have the ability to use our choices to change things. It was yeah. a super empowering show about those micro things, the micro things. Wow. It reminds me yeah. of About Time. Oh, yeah. With uh, Donald Gleason. Phenomenal mm -hmm. movie. Um, and, and anyway, yeah, very cool. Well, on that note, <laughs> I, you know, I was just, so people always ask the question, oh, what are your regrets? And I'm like, well, there's none. I mean, and I have done some embarrassing things. That still <laughs> make me blush. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, we're here, you know, right. And that's, right. I, mean, I don't want to be anywhere than here. But the other question that you both bring up, I think is it's the, you know, nature versus nurture or destiny versus choice. Um, and I think that there's a combination of the two. And I, we kind of said it earlier, like these, the destiny will push things your way, but, mm -hmm. but the human, you have to have the ability to open the door, as they say, right. Or walk yeah. through the door or whatever it is. So that's, again, that's, I think where the leadership, you know, quality comes in. And by the way, in, in my daily life, <laughs> the way I say it is I've got like 50 houses on fire all day long <laughs> and I get to put water on one and it's not even going to put the fire out. Right. Mm. And that's, that's, that's the, the role of a CEO, right? Is to decide who gets a little help. And do you have a fire team behind you? I have one hell of a team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's great. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, wow. So we've gone down, we've gone down this road. So I have to ask this question. Sure. It's one I'm often asked, Kate. Do you believe that there is anything that's a coincidence? <laughs> or is there only kismet synchronicity? Hmm. I don't, you know, it's hard. I'm not, so I'm, I'm a spiritual person. I'm not particularly religious, although I, I believe in my God, whatever that means to me. And I certainly like to think that I have control, but it's always clear to me on a daily basis when I have zero control. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I meditate every day because I, I do feel like the one thing I have, the only thing I have control over is perception. That's mm. the only thing. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah. I'm just trying to check that to make sure that there isn't anything else. Cause like, I don't, or even if it's like, I feel fat <laughs> again, that's my perception. That's perception like I, yeah. could, right. I could not have the drink or the donut. <laughs> um, and so I guess the answer is I, I can't, I don't, it's so weird. Like I, I believe in the thread that we're all, that the connections happen on purpose, you know? Yeah. But like I said, I feel like there has to be some coexistence of, I get to choose, mm -hmm. which, which I feel like the destinies are layout and I get to choose which one. Well, but would you say that some of the choices that we made before allow us to have those things happen that, that kind of happened to us that rather than we were choosing it in the moment, it may have been part of the quest, part of the things that we've done in the past, the decisions that we've made back. Yeah. But you can also, but you can also, um, you know, make the film work in your favor. Right. So like <laughs> I was a yes. fiction writing major and I use that every day. I was a rock and roll DJ and I use that every day, but, but like, I probably could have twisted anything into this life you know, this yes. lately life, right. I probably would. Um, but I, I have a saying and I, I did, I mentioned it earlier, but it's always right in front of me. That's, that's a thing I say a lot. Um, because when I feel really frustrated and I can't find an answer, even if it's, I'm writing something and I can't find the phrase or the idea, I just think I've already done this some, somewhere, <laughs> you know, or I've had the conversation. I just have to sit back and figure out where am I going to pull, where is this thing I need to pull it from? Right. Um, so, so I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? <laughs> well, I asked the question cause I've thought about it a lot and, um, <laughs> and I've not just thought about it. I've just allowed about it because I, <laughs> I try to just allow things to come to me versus yeah. thinking about them. Mm. And my conclusion is, and there's a lot of paradox in this, which is what life is. One of my core philosophies, perhaps my number one philosophy is I always have a choice. Yes, totally agree. I mean, I like the choice. They may not be great choices, but I always have a choice, which is with my control, mm -hmm. that I don't control anything at all outside of me. Nothing. Yep. Given that up, I gave it up, not just for Lent, but for life. <laughs> <laughs> and the third is that I don't believe there's anything as such as, there's no such thing as a coincidence because coincidences don't make sense to me, mm. but a world that's full of synchronicity makes sense to me. It's just logical. When I see how the world works, if when I look at the world at large and say how it just works in sync, how can that how can it not be? So that's just and what I think is important is when someone says, why does it matter? For me, it matters because those choices of what I choose to believe changes my experience of the world. For yeah. sure. 
because of those choices. So <laughs> there is an impact of what I choose to believe. Mm-hmm. I think a big part of that, though, is we, we have to be able to actually recognize what's going on. You were talking earlier, Jeff, about having that, you know, the chicken, the uh, goose flesh, you know, and how many people get that and don't recognize it when it's happening. It's like one of my friends, my first business partner, he is in the AI space as well. And he tells a story. And every time I tell that story, I get goosebumps because Mm -hmm. it's so powerful because he transformed the lives of somebody because of the technology he built. And so it's, it's like, there are these things that happen. And I, when I started realizing that I was like, wow, maybe there's something here that I need to pursue a little bit more. But when you see that so many people seem to just be going through the rote motions and mm. not really paying attention to the magic around them. And like, how, how can we wake people up? <laughs> yeah. Well, wisdom does that right with age. Like when you're younger, I don't think you have the, most people don't have the wherewithal to see those things that you're describing, Craig. That's part of it. But the waking people up is a big thing. I mean, I feel like you have to suffer tragedy in order. I this is a great, great big saying, but like angst, pain does breed magic or beauty, or it does. I mean, any anyone can tell you. You know, (laughs) Clapton before he was sober was a lot better. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) you know, or or you know, whatever it is, like I've had, you know, I have my things that I go to this day. Um, I, I don't type at all. I have a partial permanent disability. I talk to my computer through dragon naturally speaking. Mm. And, um, it's just the way I live. Right. This is my, one of my things I deal with, but like everyone I know who, who has that spark, that, that vest for four-year-oldism, um, has been through some shit. You know, interesting. Well, and I think something that's important to all of this, whether it's it's a giant bucket of leadership in life, using the word magic is. I'm thinking about it because I saw a street magician last weekend. <laughs> if you don't believe in magic, you won't experience magic. Right. Right. Because it's it's dependent on your belief system. So if you see a magician oh, so, and you so go true. to, well, I'm yes. sure there's something going on here. It's not really magic. There's something here that's happening then you're not going to experience the magic based on your belief. And I can sit right next to you and say, wow, that was incredible magic because I cho- I've chosen to believe in magic. If you don't believe in magic, you will not experience magic. True. And, and uh, I feel bad for you, whoever you are. <laughs> Life is more fun when you can believe in it, you know? Um, but I think so what you were saying, Craig, about like, how do we, how do we light that up for other people? Yeah. You know, it's understandable for people who don't. I mean, some people just, you know, life delivers some people really, really crappy hands, you know? Yep. And then there's those superstars who rise out of it anyways. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a really good quote by Eric Heller it says, be careful how you interpret the world. It really is like that. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, it's so true because when we, when we imagine that this thing can't happen, then we just don't open up the possibilities for that to happen. Yeah. You know, um, like personally, I, so my, I always joke and say that my gift is seeing that glass half empty. So I'm that kind of wife. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm also that CEO. I mean, I'm always looking for the problems so I can solve them, right? So mm -hmm. it does make me a good leader, but it also makes me a bit of a drag, you know? And uh, hard, it's hard for me to celebrate the wins. Like, mm. I have a really hard time because like it's there and then it, it feels like it evaporates in the second. And, um, you know, that kind of wrestling with my own perception, even to see my own magic <laughs> and give myself credit. I just, I just spent, um, 10 weeks with, with Mark Robert, who's the former CRO of HubSpot who led them to IPO. And one of my greatest takeaways and learnings was he was like, you're not giving yourself credit for what you're doing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds stupid, but like. Do you give um, yourself permission to? I really don't, you know, because okay. the bar I feel is either moves all the time for me or women, generally speaking. And it's frustrating for me. And I'm, I'm looking for some kind of validation that I, I'm chasing validation. And the validation has been set out in this industry for me very clearly, like there's numbers to hit and things. And so one of the reasons I spent the 10 weeks with Mark was to get that validation because I, I wanted... Um, I'm crazy. I'm doing something crazy, right? I'm I'm a woman. I'm in Martech. Check, check, check. That's those are <laughs> bad things, right? Um, and I don't. I'm I'm doing all organic leads. Oh, you can't scale that. Oh, and my customers are B two B SMB third rail. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I I wanted the validation from someone to to say to me like keep at it, you know, and I, I wanted it from someone I really respect and I got it, which is, which is huge because, um, you know, that my ability to self-demoralize is, mm. is, uh, I mean, I'm great at it. <laughs> wow. Do you have a coach or anybody else that helps you to stay in check? Um, I have like nine different people, <laughs> like between <laughs> acupuncture and therapy and physical therapy and training and husband. And like, I have these, I have a series of people and my team obviously too, mm -hmm. but cause I don't, uh, uh, yeah. And uh, my advisors, you know, jo Joanne Wilson is on my board and one of my best advisors. Um, and that's Fred Wilson's wife for people who, who want, don't know, uh, union square ventures. Um, and so that's, you know, helpful, but I, I'm not, you know, I'm a control freak guys, right. <laughs> High job hazard. And so I don't really take advice, but I, unless I ask for it, it's just my nature. I know, I know my, I know thyself, you know, um, and I need to go down to come up. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my, my nature. Um, so it's, it's funny, like this is all tied into what we're saying, like the perception, the magic. I find that daily I have those aha moments a lot through these kinds of conversations. I do public, public speaking almost once a day it's lead gen for us. Right. But, you know, some people are like, why are you doing that? Isn't that a waste of time? And I was like, actually, it's like the thing I look forward to. Most. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, do you, do you find that because it's difficult for you to celebrate the wins that it's also difficult for you to celebrate the wins of others around you? Like, especially mm. at, at work? No, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm a, well, <laughs> I'm a really good friend. Okay. <laughs> when I want, when I show up, I'm always on it. Oh, when you show up. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there for all the big events. I'm, I'm by it. And if you have an emergency, I, I'll shut everything down to be there for you. 
with work, um, my bedside manner sucks. <laughs> um, but I mean, apparently not that bad because I, you know, I had, I've had staff working for me for free for almost two years, you know, so I, my special superpower is making listeners into fans or customers into evangelists or teammates into champions, right? That's my gift. Hmm. Um, but I, and I, but I know what my shortcomings are. And so I surround myself with other people who are like really bubbly and happy. Well, at the risk of offending you, I'm just going to say what came to me just now, as you were talking, Kate, um, I started thinking about Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. Because I don't never met him, don't know him personally, read about him, read his biography and stuff. And it seemed to me he was a guy that knew, knew his demons, knew his shortcomings, and he'll tell you, chose to ignore them. And he built amazing fans and turned them into evangelists, not only, not only outside the company, the buyers, but with his team. Um, but I don't think anybody would ever say he was a great people leader in the yeah. sense of that, that way. And, and I think it worked brilliantly for Apple and him. Uh, but he, I don't know what your reaction to that is. Well, he died of cancer. And so remember stress manifests physically for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always aware of what's eating me. For, for me, it often is, I, I, when I have a panic attack, it's usually here. I feel like I can't talk. Are your throat? Okay. Yeah, and it's because I'm not saying something. There's something that needs to mm. be acknowledged or said. So I've been, um, one of the best things that's happened to me in the last seven years since lately is to call out the bullshit mm. um, and do it in a way, not chip on the shoulder way, not blame, not blamey way, just the acknowledge, you know. I really feel so um, passionate about this, so committed to this because for underdogs everywhere, not just women. Um, but you know, when I have an investor sit back and put their hands behind their head and say, Oh, so how can I be helpful to you? I know what that <laughs> fucking means. That means I'm not interested. That's patronizing. I know yeah, what that right. means. So let's just call it out what it means. Cause wasting time is obnoxious. Mm -hmm. Wasting anyone's time. Let's just cut to the chase. You know, they're always saying, um, there's this, this phrase and I've used it too in, in venture capital world about raising just get her number right meaning like just get the phone number and I remember hearing that in the beginning and saying to him my co-founder I don't understand what this means and he's like you know like in college when you're dating and I was like in college I was the girl I didn't need a fucking phone number <laughs> right and also I'm direct by by nature like that's my I, it's my i don't have an edit button it doesn't work that way so i'd be like hey you want to go back let's go right and and so the 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 what am i saying not pedestal but the the forum that being in this industry is giving me around speaking around that right giving that voice to, and sometimes it's not one of the things I've realized, you know, so let me back up in radio, of course, it was a boys club, right? Like <laughs> on, on wheels. And I even, there was so much sexual harassment. It was rampant. I participated in that also because it was normal. It was part of the culture. It was expected. It's celebrated actually. Um, but I didn't, 
I didn't know what the hostile work environment was. It was happening to me and I wasn't causing that. And we didn't have those words back then for that. But it, it was, this is what manifested for me physically is this reaction. My body started screaming at me, get out of this. And I didn't listen for so long, you know? And so now that I have that knowledge and that wisdom to A, listen to my gut, because if I don't, I, I can't, I'm going to have a panic attack. I can't speak, can't use my arms. Um, mm. And number two, to let other people know, like, it's okay. It's okay. That, this is the most important thing. And sorry to go on. It's okay to not react in the moment. Lots of people get dissed because they're like, well, then you must have wanted it or asked for it because you didn't have the wherewithal to say stop or don't do this to me. And that's not what happens. You're a lot of times you're like, what the hell? What's happening? You're shocked. You don't even realize it, you know, or you play along because you don't know any better, but it's the, after the fact is, is, is really amazing when you can share. And this is with positive things too. I don't mean negative things always, but like, it's, it's okay not to understand something beautiful in the moment, something sad, something terrible. And to give yourself the wherewithal to have the time afterwards to acknowledge whatever it is. Interesting. I, I would say, I wonder how many people actually take the time to reflect on their days or even on moments. You know, I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like to have even less time than I already have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great point. Yeah. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. I've been a Beta Gamma Sigma member for the last 20 years. If you're looking to hire, the right candidate is closer than you think. Beta Gamma Sigma is the International Business Honor Society, exclusively for students at the top of their class in the top 5% of business schools in the world. BGS members are academic achievers, skilled leaders, and experienced problem solvers, and their skills and experience extend beyond the classroom. They hold chapter leadership positions, attend global business summits, complete ethics trainings, and engage in world-class internships with top corporations. When you hire a Beta Gamma Sigma member, you are truly hiring the best in business. For more information, email bgshonors at betagammasigma.org to learn more about how to hire BGS members. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, I think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> so, no, right. 
Welcome back. Kate, I'm really curious about something you said in your sharing. You talked about you're, you're in an unusual space in our culture as a woman and what you're doing, the way you're doing it, the space you're in. And what I wonder, I'm curious about is, do you feel like women seeking to achieve, create, have been culturized to believe that I can't celebrate, I can't ever turn it off, I've got to constantly be find the flaws, fix them, constantly solving. A lot of people have that, men and women, but I feel, I'm doing yes. I I mean, you know, the reason that I obsess that over out maybe a little more you, you can't see it because Zoom put my makeup on for me today as it always does. Thank God. <laughs> but like I have wrinkles here and I hate them. And I spent a lot of money on eye cream. You know, this is my, my thing. And people like, you know, if you're watching the Kardashians, you're like, oh my God, even come on, I know it's awful. But, but my friend was reminding me, she's like, you know, they, they spend eight hours a day looking, looking good, learning how to look good. You spend eight hours a day or more on lately. (laughs) 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 That's a job, but, but, you know, yeah. I mean, and the reason I was thinking of that, Jeff, is because it's, Everywhere you look as, as a woman, there's a mirror showing you mm. um, all these things that you need to be. M- me too. You know, and some of it I like and some of it I don't. Like I, I like the door being held open for me. <laughs> I do. I like that. I, I like, um, you know, I like, I like knowing that a man, I like that men are men and women are women. I like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I do. It's still, I'm going to say something so unpopular, sorry in advance, but like, it's, it's weird to me to see the sign on the bathroom stall that where's a, there's a half a person wearing a skirt. I don't know what that means still. I'm learning, you know, these things. And I like taking my husband's last name, which I did. Um, I don't think those things are disempowering or anything, but at the same time, like <laughs> I want to be beautiful and sexy and skinny and I want to be, um, these are things that I don't know any male, any male CEO has ever said, but every, every female CEO I know has this on top of being a mother probably. Mm. Right. And being the, you can't just be like, like I wasn't taught to win the game. I was taught to beat the machine. You know what I mean? That's when you're playing an arcade game and the numbers roll over. Yeah. And I have four arcade games in the back and I've beat them all several times over. So I know exactly how that feels. (laughs) Um, But you, you know, there's this thing, I'm sure you guys have heard it before where in venture capital land, um, female and male venture capitalists will ask women different questions than they ask men. They ask men the growth questions and they ask women the retention questions. So for a man, how are you going to grow your business for a woman? How are you going to keep your customers? Okay. Wow. And women do it too. Right. So we're even harder on each other. And I've, I've found that as well. Like, you know, there's a lot of people saying, yeah, we're going to lift invest in women. And they're not, they're not, they're not putting their money where their mouth is and they're shitting all over us. And, and women, I, I actually had a chat with a woman recently who like the deal up for me. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you just cost me this deal. And you didn't have to. Mm. And like, I'm not asking you to be honest, dishonest or anything, but like you went out of your way to kill my, kill my, kill my mojo, you know? Mm. 
And I've done, not done that too, but like as a woman, I've definitely been a mean girl. I know what it's like to do that, right? And I know what it's like to watch my friends do that to the people I care about, which is why I stopped in high school. I chose different friends. I saw that and was like, that sucks. Um, but like the fact that I get what I, I see it, I understand how to do it. If I wanted to, like we, we were talking earlier about um, being the, instead of walking into a room before we recorded, instead of walking to a room and trying to be the light that shines so bright, instead you want to be the magnet that's pulling in everyone else and then making them feel sh- bright and shiny. So they walk away feeling that super glow, right? And women are, don't do that <laughs> so often. It's so easy to sh- on other women right? It's so easy to diss them too. I've had um, a very famous CMO look me up and down and do that. And I wasn't wearing Chanel and Louboutin. So I wasn't, I was wearing cowboy boots, jeans, and a t-shirt because that's how I roll. But I got that, you know, got that look up and down and it feels, you know, right away what you're dealing with because I'm never going to get that magic out of them, Jeff and Craig, right? It's never going to happen. Did you look her up and down after that? Actually, I told their company to go themselves because they tried to steal my tech in no uncertain words. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Well, see where it's coming from. Wow. <laughs> Goes around, comes around. No. Well, I, I'm really, I'm really grateful for you sharing that because I yeah. think too often that conversation is not happening. It's not happening or it's getting danced around. Yeah. Um, it's getting danced around. And that's why I was curious. And I'm glad. Thanks for sharing the depth of that experience and perspectives on that. So I, I want to make sure you are, where, where are you at with lately in terms of um, the, the growth of it and the stage? Like you're seven years in, you said? Yeah, seven years in, we're in market three years and I'm about to do something crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's shocking. Bring the match. I'm already doing it. Um, so I, and I can't really talk about it, but it's exciting. I needed to, I needed to flip the switch. I could tell, I could feel myself being stale, my leadership being stale. Mm. I could feel the team stale. I could see the revenue um, being stale, like all these things. And, and I, I knew this for months and I couldn't put my finger on it. And I need that catalyst. Remember we mm-hmm. said, need that magic. Um, so, and Mark Roberge's team, I knew that it, the, the great thing about any accelerator, and I've been through a lot of them, is they always shine a big old bright light on whatever, whatever is wrong, and then they waste your time with a little programming usually, so I don't go to that. <laughs> 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 um, but, but it's so exciting to, and I, I, I asked for help too. I, I cried my eyes out and went to my co-founders and said, I cannot do this by myself. I need you to be the leaders with me right now because I don't, I'm, I'm burnt. I'm fried. Mm. You know, I've, I've, um, I've got a great, I've got multiple grinder stories, right? Like I, I'm addicted to getting punched in the face <laughs> and I'm competitive. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to go to bed till I beat the machine. Right. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm, I'm raising again, I'm doing an angel round and I'm also about to raise a price round again. I I've failed at this twice now and um, it feels terrible. And and all of my demons come out and I stick my head in the ground and think about, you know, all the things I've done wrong. This is also, by the way, a very typical female thing to do first is to run through the 
the tape of all the things that you've done wrong, <laughs> rather than acknowledging what you've done right, or or perhaps the things that weren't in your control. Um, and it feels bad, but uh, um, but I've got I've got I've got this team that depends on me. I've got other entrepreneurs, other women, other underdogs depending on me, customers, friends, and family looking to me like. I want so badly to be the person that people look at and say, she did it, you mm -hmm. know, and I may or may not get that. When I left radio, I was terrified that I was going to lose my identity. Who, who would I be? I wasn't going to be Kate on the air anymore. No, I had no hand. I had no control. I had no, I couldn't get free concert tickets anymore. <laughs> this identity <laughs> was going to be washed away. Right. And I, isn't that funny how you, I, how you roll yourself up in this thing, you know? Yeah. And then it turns out I had a million more me's to be. But, but I'm having that <laughs> so <same>. true. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. And I'm having a, a similar crisis with lately because I haven't imagined life after lately. Because like, God forbid, I don't want a job. <laughs> right. You know. So how um, do you how do you look at that from your identity perspective? Are you CEO of lately, or are you Kate? Who happens to also be CEO of lately? You know, time-wise, I'm certainly only the CEO of lately. Like that's where, you know, my husband's like, you don't have any hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which I used to. I used to do a lot of writing and sewing. And believe it or not, I love quilting. Nerd alert. Um, I used to play a lot of sports. <laughs> yeah. I can't play sports because I have so many injuries that I, you know, I just don't have that same right body anymore um but the competitive nature of the this person who wants to beat the machine that doesn't go away i'll just do something else where i'm you know i mean i i'll just reassign <laughs> something maybe uh, you know i was i was also a line cook by the way <laughs> all through high school and college <laughs> well, you've had full experiences. I, I love what you said, though. You know, I had there were there were a million me's to be. And I think so many people yeah. think that they have one path to go. You know, they went to school for this thing, so they got to stick with it. No, you don't have to. Uh, in fact, so many people have, have shift, shifted. Jeff used to be an attorney. Yeah. He's fully recovered now. <laughs> well, I think you did. The reason I brought up the line cook thing is I just think you need to know the character of what those me's are. Yeah. Meaning for me, it's, it's obviously lawless, unmapped chaos mm. where I'm the underdog. You know, I like that scenario kitchen. I'm the only girl in the kitchen radio, mm. usually the only woman in radio venture capital. Not a lot of us. Um, mm. But you make Kate, up I, young rules. Go ahead. Okay, I want to reframe Craig's question a little bit. Yeah. He was asking about who, how do you see yourself as the CEO of Lately or Kate, who happens to be the CEO Lately? And my question is, you talked about the mirrors that are always around you. Today, when you look in that mirror, do you see Kate, who happens to be building this business, or do you just see the CEO of Lately? And you need to be that right now. <laughs> honestly in the mirror yeah. i'm just looking at physical stuff and i see all the flaws you know mm. so in the mirror 
I know that I weigh 135 pounds and I, that's 10 pounds over where I would like to be, which may sound asinine, but that's just, I'm just being really honest. And I bust my ass <laughs> to do that. But, you know, I still drink and I can't go running four hours a day or anything. I mean, or running at all. Um, but that's what I look, look, look at. And it's, I think about it a lot because when I stand in the mirror, I look at my stomach. That's the thing I don't like or my eyes, my eye wrinkles. And I related to this computer screen actually. So whenever I walk, this is my office. That's my closet right there. You can't see it, but well, there it is. The mess over there. Um, when I walk into this room, the first thing I look at is this screen. And so every day or on the weekends when I'm not working, I, I have to close this because otherwise it's here. And it's the same thing in the mirror. When I walk by the mirror, I look at this and I look at the, you know this, right? This is where my scrutiny is going. This is my, my crazy is going there. So for our listeners, she was pointing to her eyes and her stomach. Yeah, <laughs> which is stupid because I look great. I'm 47. What's wrong with me? Like I'm see, I see that glass half empty. I'm I'm aware of these things. Okay, um, but you you're asking something more more philosophical, um, and um, you know that question is is neither. Like I see I see the nine year old me. Like I'm the one, my, my, my neighbors just are awesome. And they had a huge fireworks display for a 75th birthday party the other night. And everyone was sitting around, like not responding. And I'm just going, woo, woo. <laughs> that's my nature. And I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. I get so excited <laughs> by those things. I'm a, on the roller coaster. I'm a screamer, you know, you <laughs> I am right. Um, and I'm really good at being that person, Jeff. And I'm really good at pulling that at, at, out at other people. Um, and so that's who I think of, you know, that doesn't go away. It doesn't, that's not going to go away no matter what I do. I mean, like, I think if I really, the, the thing now in my life that would kill my identity, truly, truly crush it would be if my husband died when mm. he dies, if he dies before me. Right. That would, um, yeah. Boy, I don't know how yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what my identity would be without him. Wow. Yeah. I just lost my mom about a month ago and, you know, see, seeing my dad's response to that and he's 92 and he's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is a tough, tough deal. I'm sorry about your mom. Thanks. Oh, how about we take a breath, Kate? Right. Still here. Yeah. There. Still here. So, Kate, uh, you've shared so many, um, I hate to, it seems trite to call them wisdom, <laughs> so many vulnerable truths. Mm. We'll go with that. What's the, if you could pull it all, one, th one nugget out of it, what's the one nugget to particularly a woman in business, a business, a woman entrepreneur, what does she need to know from you today? Uh, listen to her gut. That thing is like a weather vane. It knows. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you, Kate. Thanks for all of that, all of this, and uh, the way you showed up today to show, tells me and shows me how you show up in the world. Yeah, and, seriously. Um, it's making a difference. We always want to have our guests have a chance to promote or highlight something going on. What is that for you, Kate? 
Uh, thanks so much, Craig and Jeff. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn at Kate Bradley, no churnus. <laughs> and uh, lately.ai is where all the, the magic happens. As <laughs> well, <clears throat> I love that. And uh, I'm just going to, we always wrap up with a question. And the one uh, that came to me based upon this conversation is about movies. I know you're a reader. I don't know if you're a movie person, but I'm going with movies. What's the movie, the character, the scene that speaks to you about impactful leadership? Um, I'm sorry. We just watched Caddyshack again. And, uh... <laughs> There's some good ones in there too. <laughs> you know, uh, what is it? A donut without a hole is just a Danish. <laughs> <laughs> Perspective, right, Jeff? Yeah. Perspective, indeed. Perspective, indeed. I feel well, like a hundred dollars. That's one of his lines. <laughs> Best. <laughs> The wisdom of the, the wisdom of uh, storytelling, for sure. So thank you, Kate. Thank you for all that you brought today. And, and most importantly, thank you for all that you're bringing in the world and the impact you're making every day. So thank you. If you enjoy the Leadership Junkies podcast and you want to grow your leadership, we have a new course for you called Become a Confident Leader. In this course, we will share some of the keys to becoming more confident in your leadership and also to become more impactful. Go to cartavera.com slash confident to find out more. See you on the inside. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out.